Welcome to today's Church Central podcast. We're a family of churches across Birmingham. To find out more, head to churchcentral.org.uk. For those of you who haven't been around for the last few weeks, we've been doing some of the fruits of the Spirit. And the aim is that by the end of the series, we'll have done all the fruits of the Spirit. So, so far we've had joy and we've had goodness. Um, And I'll start, Luke's going to read the passage for us to start and then we'll get stuck in. Yeah, Uh, so we're reading from Galatians 5, 22-25. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. If we, live, if we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Okay, so, yeah, that's just a recap of the fruits of the Spirit. And so today, the one that I'm going to talk to us about is peace. And it's got me thinking, it's a word that we use a lot, but what does it actually mean? Um, and so some of you, I bet Aaron Bear has heard, you know, knows this. Some of you might have heard of the word shalom. Um, and it's a word that's often used to describe peace in the Old Testament. Um, and that's kind of the beginning of the Bible before Jesus is on the scene. Um, and it basically means peace, but with regards to relationships. So between people, so between me and Nana, for example, um, or between people and God. So me and God. Um, But then the word used most in the New Testament is a different word. It's called Irene, um, and it means rest, tranquility, wholeness, completeness in the soul, but with the implication that it's unaffected by outward pressures. Um, So it's not just wholeness and completeness when everything is fine and dandy. It's there all the time. Sorry, what's the word again? Irene. Irene, with an E-I. Yeah. Um, So what does that actually mean? What does it look like? Um, Well, we're going to look at an example in the life of Jesus in just a moment. Um, But I suppose another way to think about what peace looks like is to think about what the world might look like without peace. What's the opposite? Um, And I think a lack of inward peace um, can leave us to feel unsettled, anxious, insecure, jealous, depressed. Um, a lack of relational peace, well, we see the effects of that on a small scale when we see family disagreements, friendships in tatters, um, you know, all those sorts of things, and on a big scale where there's war, conflict. So you kind of come to the conclusion that a world without peace is a really miserable place. Um, And actually, I missed out, I missed out two lines, but what I was going to say is actually I think we see that around us every day, don't we? Um, And I want to make it very, very, very clear that I'm not standing here this morning to judge or criticise if you're finding it hard to be at peace today, because to be totally honest and transparent, the last six months or so for me have been very difficult, and I've struggled with those telltale signs of lack of peace. Um, In fact, when Chris asked me to do a talk on the fruits of the Spirit, I said... I'll do patience. I've got little kids and I get a lot of practice uh, with patience. I thought, you know, I'm really equipped for that one. I'll do that one. And then one particularly anxious night, so part of my struggles over the recent months has been difficulty sleeping. 
and had a very anxious night, unable to switch off, just mind whirring. And God spoke really clearly to me and said, you, can't, you don't do patience, do peace. <laughs> and so I woke Chris up at about two in the morning and I said, Chris, has anybody taken peace? <laughs> and he said, I don't think so. <laughs> and he rolled over and, and that was that. Uh, and so I decided to do peace, or God decided that I would do peace. Um, so we've talked about what peace doesn't look like. So let's try and look at what peace does look like. We, James really helpfully um, prayed out this morning, Jesus is the Prince of Peace. So let's have a little look at an example where Jesus shows us peace. And Ness is going to read us a passage from Matthew chapter 8. Uh, it's verse 23, if you want to write that down or not. Um, so Jesus calms the storm. Then he got into the boat and his disciples followed him. Suddenly, a furious storm came upon the land, so that the waves swept over the boat, but Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him, saying, Lord, save us, we're going to drown. He replied, You are little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. The men were amazed and asked, What kind of man is this? Even the winds and waves obey him. Okay, so I was meant to have slides, by the way, but they don't work, so um, you have to forgive me for that, that we didn't have the words up. Um, But so in this passage, we see that Jesus leads his disciples into this boat and got me thinking, I often try and think of like, I try and put myself in that scenario and uh, I wonder if he knew the storm would come. And actually, we don't have any indication of that in the text. I can't tell you one way or the other. Uh, In fact, it mentions that the storm came on suddenly. So there might not even have been any kind of weather predictors uh, that he might have known. It might have been a total surprise to him. Um, But I often think, well, he was fully God. So he must have known. Um, But to be honest, I'm not sure. I don't know. Um, But I do think there's a message in this for leaders um, and not just talking about church leaders, talking about parents, teachers, that actually it's okay to lead people into challenging things if you've heard from God, because he will provide or there will be purpose in that. I think sometimes we're so reluctant to go into difficult situations, but I think Jesus shows us here that that's okay. So this furious storm comes on the lake. This is where I was going to have my pictorial aid, uh, a picture of Moana with a little bit of water. Uh, And that is not what this storm would have been like because the other picture was of a boat with crashing waves coming over it. Um, And I often read these kind of things. I think, okay, yep, they're in a boat. There's a storm. Um, But if you actually try and imagine yourself in that boat, waves over your head, tossing, turning, fearful of drowning and death, probably feeling a bit sick as well. Um, And this situation is definitely a potential peace stealer, isn't it? And the next line always gets me, uh, but Jesus was sleeping, (laughs) which I think is brilliant. And it reminded me of my friend Natalia. Now, Natalia can sleep anywhere and everywhere and my best memory of her is we were on uh we were going to the Masai Mara in Kenya and it's the bumpiest road you've ever been on and she fell asleep in the minibus and she only woke up when we hit a divot so hard that she bounced off her seat her head hit the top of the bus 
and she woke up. Um, and it just, it, it just made me think of Jesus in this boat. Like, actually, yeah, people can sleep in really odd situations. Um, but so Jesus was completely human. So it's really possible that he was just really exhausted, like my friend Natalia, uh, and just needed a kip. Um, but I think it is also important to note that a boat is a really odd place to fall asleep. Um, and I really struggle to sleep anywhere that isn't my own bed. But Jesus was just able to lie down, recognize he needed rest and get to sleep. And I think there's an element of him choosing to be at peace in that moment and to get some rest. And then when the storm kicked off, the disciples wake him up uh, and Jesus wasn't kind of running around fretting. Ah, what are we going to do? He was not swayed by the storm. He had complete peace and he didn't just have peace when the storm was over and he'd done his bit and it was down. He had peace in the midst of the storm. And I think sometimes we can talk about, well, when this happens, I'll be at peace. Uh, When I finish this really stressful work project, I'll be at peace. When I have a big enough group of friends, I'll be at peace. When I know that my kids are saved and love Jesus, I'll be at peace. When I earn this much money and can pay off all that debt and have all the things that I need, well, then I'll be at peace. And no matter what your life situation, there's a never-ending list of why we shouldn't be at peace. Um, And I think we have to choose to be at peace in the midst of whatever our problems, worries, storms are, whatever they are. Um, And really important to clarify that peace does not mean no storms. Um, I think it's really important to ask ourselves today, am I waiting for something before I'll choose peace? Um, And I use the word choose because I think we do have a choice. Peace is something that we can pursue and we can get from spending time with the Holy Spirit. Remember that definition right at the beginning. It's not dependent on our circumstances or outward pressures. So God is not going to wave a magic wand over all our problems and make them vanish. And in fact, I think all the fruits of the Spirit are refined and tested by what we're going through Do you want to have more patience? (laughs) Then you might have to endure some cues, some irritating people, some spanners in the works, two small little children. (laughs) Um, Do you want to have kindness? Then you'll need opportunity to be kind when it's not easy. Um, When you're on the phone line to some call operator (laughs) and they're not getting your problem sorted quick enough, are you gonna be kind? Do you want to have true peace? Well, you'll likely have circumstances that are going to test how deep that peace runs. So, back to our story. The disciples wake Jesus up. And again, Jesus just always amazes me with his responses. You of little faith, why are you so afraid? You can kind of imagine the disciples, like... Looking, looking around being like, duh, isn't it obvious? Like our lives are at stake in this moment. Um, but Jesus commands the storm to stop. And then they say, what kind of man is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. You see, I think Jesus expected them to know who he is and to have peace because he was with them. Jesus expected them to have peace in the storm, not just when he calmed it down. Um, And we all know that actually sometimes the storms don't stop. Sometimes that is part of the plan or part of what God allows. Um, So I think what it's important to ask, what does this passage mean for us as believers? 
and it means we can have peace no matter what. I've said that a lot because I think it's important for it to sink in. And I'm going to take us to Romans 5, um, which I think tells us why we can have peace as believers, regardless of what's going on. And it says, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. That is very wordy wordy. (laughs) So basically, that means because we've believed in Jesus, he's forgiven us of our sins. We are right before God, no matter what. And now we stand in God's grace and mercy. No matter what you do, you're loved by God. No matter what you do, he is with you. And that is why we as believers can have peace. So we're to have peace because no matter what else is going on around us, our future is completely secure. You're forgiven, accepted, loved by God. Nothing can change that. And if you skip forward to Romans 8, I'm not going to read it, but there's that beautiful passage, isn't there, about what can separate us from God's love. Can this, can that, can this, can that? No, nothing, nothing at all. Um, So nothing can change that. And our lives are now in the hands of Jesus, who has the power and authority to calm the storm. And not only that, but he's right in the boat with us. He's not unfamiliar with storms. Um, He's experienced pain, humiliation, being despised by others. He really understands what it is to be in circumstances that threaten peace. Um, more than we do actually and yet he's called the prince of peace he also tells us my peace I give you not as the world gives so you are able to have that sleeping in a boat peace Jesus has given that to you as a gift and we can cultivate it and help it grow by spending time with him Um, and I suppose we can also ask well what is it about what we believe that gives us all that hope. And there's another verse that says, God works all things for the good of those that love him. Some things? Only the things that he sent our way? All things. Whatever you're going through right now, you can know without doubt that God is going to work it for your good in some way, shape or form. Might not be how you would have planned it or had it happen. Whether he removes the difficulty or not, God is working it for your good. And it also says he gives us the resources to equip us. No matter what the trouble is we're going through, the Bible says he's given us everything we need for life and godliness. And that's what God has given you today as a believer, if you're a believer here this morning. Um, And it's interesting, as last night Chris and I were at a Thanksgiving for, um, some of you will know some of the leaders in our church, who adopted a little boy um, during lockdown who uh, died about a month ago. Um, Sorry. (laughs) Um, And it was the most beautiful thing I've ever been to, actually, just celebrating that God is good off the back of walking through chemotherapy treatment and pain and heartache and seeing these nurses from the children's hospital come and hear these people talk about the goodness of God in such difficult circumstances. Um, 
And that, to me, was just, there are some roots of peace in that family because they know that God loves them. They know that that little boy is in the embrace of Jesus right now. And you can't take that away from them. Um, And so I just thought that was such a wonderful example, actually, of how you can go through the most challenging circumstances, but you can know God's peace and love in the midst of it. Um, my circumstances aren't <laughs> quite to that level, but I do remember two really clear occasions where God has just given me peace um, that I couldn't really explain, but I just knew it was a peace of God. And the first time was when I, so I'm from Birmingham, brought a born and bred in King Standing, just down the road. Um, and I got my second university choice in Brighton and I didn't want to go there and the biggest reason was because my boyfriend wasn't going there (laughs) and I did not want to be separated from from him and uh, I wasn't very good at getting to know people wasn't very confident and so it was a really scary thing to happen and because it was my second choice I hadn't been able to apply for hall university halls and things like that so it ended up that I was going to be moving and living with a family um, so I should have really, so yeah, my boyfriend dropped me off and I should have been feeling really unsettled. I should have been anxious. I should have been worried, but I just had, um, like a complete quiet in my spirit. And I, that's the only way I can describe it. And I just knew that it was the Holy Spirit just giving me peace in what I thought was, you know, I prayed against this, <laughs> like open up a place for me somewhere else, God, I, this is not your plan for me to be in Brighton. And uh, the rest is history because Chris wasn't my boyfriend then. And now he's my husband now. I met Chris in Brighton, made some wonderful friends. And that was part of God's plan. And he was giving me peace. And the second time was when I found out I had a, pituit- a growth in my pituitary gland that was making hormones that can make it really difficult to get pregnant. And I found this out right as Chris and I had made the decision that we were going to try for a baby. And um, I can't remember how God gave me this verse, but I think I was just literally flicking through my Bible um, in hysteria. And uh, God gave me the verse, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding from Proverbs. And some of you will know, some of you won't, that I'm I'm a doctor. So I was very much leaning on my medical understanding of what my path was going to be based on this problem. And so God spoke to me so specifically um, and that just gave me peace. And some of you will have seen our two children that we had no problems whatsoever. And I know that's not everybody's story, but that that was our story and, and God gave us peace in that moment. So I think God can bring you peace in a number of ways. It might be a bit like that first example, a piece that you just can't explain. It just does something in your spirit. It just quiets your spirit and it just passes your understanding and it's just there. It might be a piece that he gives you from speaking into your situation really clearly, from giving you a word either from yourself or somebody else, like that wonderful word this morning about diving into God's presence. Um, It might be God speaking to you. And then I think sometimes... Actually, we have to take hold of peace. Sometimes we're really struggling. A word doesn't come. A quiet doesn't come. And we have to go to his word. We have to pray. We have to say, God, I know that you've promised me peace. And find those scriptures that affirm that in you. Um, 
And I mentioned as we started how actually finding peace has been difficult for me in this pandemic season. Uh, it's been a hard year. Um, it's been emotionally weighty. It's been physically draining. Um, and now as a GP, <laughs> being on the receiving end of everybody's frustrations, um, it's been a really hard season. And for me, to be honest, I haven't had that number one piece. I haven't had that number two piece. It's been having to search the scriptures and whole, try and lay claim of peace in a time that has been really difficult to find that. Um, it hasn't been easy, but I know that God's desire for me and us is to be at peace. And I share that mostly because actually I want you to know that if you're struggling as a church, we're in it together. Um, there'll be people who have walked some really difficult paths that can come alongside you and encourage you if you're struggling today. Or it might be you that is the encourager this morning. You might have walked a really difficult path and you might be able to come alongside somebody else's struggling um, and encourage them. And I think it's really important to clarify that what the Bible does not say is that peace is the complete lack of emotion, lack of feeling, the ability to ignore any problem and pretend it's not happening. And some of you this morning are going to be going through really challenging situations. Some of you might be looking after an ill relative. You might have lost a loved one. You might be feeling isolated and alone. Um, these are all real circumstances and Jesus never ever asks you to ignore them. Um, I often think of when Jesus came and found his friend Lazarus had died. Actually, it was going to raise him back from the dead, um, but he wept. Um, Jesus, who is entirely at peace, felt emotion and wept. I think of the Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, sweating blood. Um, the same Jesus, who is entirely at peace, the Prince of Peace, sweat blood. Um, so peace is not a lack of emotion. Please do not hear that this morning. You're allowed to acknowledge and share your struggles. And even in the midst of them, be encouraged that God can give you that quiet in your inner being or that peace that ultimately he's working for your good. And whatever the outcome of your circumstance, um, he's in control. So please don't hear that you should ignore your problems. That leads to a whole other load of problems. Um, and I think if you don't know Jesus today, then this is really relevant to you. Um, I suppose ask yourself the question, have you ever really wanted to be at peace? Have you ever not felt at peace, but not had anything that you can draw on to feel at peace? Because um, Jesus says that it's yours He'll give it to you. He'll help you cultivate it. You can have his peace because when you give your life to him, the God of heaven loves you, accepts you, forgives you. And if you were the only person on the planet, which always amazes me, he'd die for you all over again just for you if he had to because he loves you. So if that's you today and you don't know if what you believe, you're not sure if you've accepted this Jesus, then please come and just have a chat with one of us because I know there's lots of us that would love to, to share more about that. So it's pretty much the end, um, but I think we'll spend 
at North, we love to have little breakout groups and have a little chat after the talk. Um, so I thought it'd be good to maybe get, if we get into two groups maybe, um, or whatever groups you like, um, and we'll just spend five minutes. And I think the main questions really to think about is, is there anything you're struggling to find peace in right now? Or are you just feeling a lack of peace in general, just a bit knotted up, not sure? And you don't need to share any specifics if you don't want to, because God knows anyway. But it does mean that we can pray for you or encourage you. Um, or have you had instances in your life where you've really felt the peace of God um, and you want to share that this morning to help encourage one another?